Hello there and welcome to the podcast. It's John Markar here and I thought I'd just jump in with a very quick but very important message that I wanted to share with you before you delve into this episode of the Driven Chat podcast. This podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now come to an end. But don't worry, I'm not going to stop you from listening to this episode or from catching up with the 185 episodes that we've recorded in this format. I just wanted to let you know that if you're looking for our new episodes recorded after December 2023, then you'll need to seek out our new podcast, The Driven Podcast. You can find The Driven Podcast in all the usual podcast platforms, including, chances are, the one that you're listening to this one on right now. So please do enjoy this episode, share it with a friend by all means. But when it's done, don't forget to search for the new podcast, The Driven Podcast, and subscribe to the new format to hear the new stuff. To make life easy, head on over to the Driven website via driven.site. There you will find links through to the new podcast, including links to your preferred podcast platform. And hey, whilst you're there, why not check out everything else we do, including hand-picked automotive news stories, car and bike reviews, video features, and even more. For now, though, I'll let you enjoy this episode. And I will remind you again at the end of the episode, but for the future reference, this message is approximately 1 minute and 30 seconds long. That's six clicks on the 15-second skip button. Enjoy. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello, welcome to the very latest Driven Chat podcast. I never quite know whether to say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, <laughs> how you doing? Because I love the fact that people are just kind of picking us up and popping them in their ears whenever they feel like it. I'm Andy J. Sack with John Markar and Amy Shaw. Hi. Hello. Hello. We've Hi. got a good one today. You know we love a designer, a car designer. We do like a designer. We've got a bit of a special designer for you today. But before we've got that special designer, we've got something fun to do. <laughs> that special designer's name is Julian Thompson. You'll know that if you've read the blurb already. And he is pretty awesome. Um, John, just give us a, a little a little kind of soupçon of some of the cars he is responsible for. Yeah. Well, so Julian has been, for the, the main bulk of his career, he'll be known for working for Jaguar Land Rover. So many Jaguar products you will have seen. Um, huge involvement in some of the big icons, the cars that really saved Jaguar as a brand or JLR as a brand as a, you know, save their bacon, really. So things like uh, the F-Pace he was involved in, um, some of the big SUVs he was involved in. But pre-Jaguar, the thing that most people will know Julian for and the absolute design icon that he made, or, or penned, I should say, is the Elise, the original mm. Lotus Elise. And every single person in the world, whether you're a car person or not, you know what a Lotus Elise is. That makes him cool. He's that the man that designed cool. it. It makes him cool. He's a great guy as well. I've known Julian for a long time. He's a really good guy. He's a terrific company. I'm a huge fan of him as a human being, never mind yeah. as, a, as, a, as a professional. One thing I would say about the Elise is he rocked up. We're here at Cafe the Machine, by the way, in the Driven Chat truck. Hello to you. <laughs> and he rocks up in it. Now, cars of prominence get put outside the front of the building here. Yeah, you know, that's true. Like, really, either super rare or the super cool. And the minute he pulled in, Phil, who's the boss here, charged over to him. He was parking up. And, no, 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 not there. <laughs> you're out the front. <laughs> and Julian was like, am I? Yeah, you're out the front. And then the photographs started happening. Yeah, absolutely. People started charging with their phones and ding, 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 because it's cool. It's a cool car. It is, it is. Which I think is mega. Anyway, look, last week, prior to our really fascinating chat with Brian Klein mm. who was just such engaging company and I've had loads of people going what a guy know, <laughs> wasn't no, he I, amazing a lot of messages about that we're really really good yeah but prior to him <laughs> we did sort of have a mini Markar moment <laughs> just a micro Markar moment which has got me thinking uh -huh. it's time to have another one but instead of a Markar moment we're going for a Shaw moment oh, oh Amy Amy Shaw what's getting on your wick in, in, in life in or <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or mainly with the with the driving and the cars and the the, the road users. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like you're already wound up. <laughs> Love it. What's what's upset you, Amy? Um, what upsets me? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I do a lot of motorway miles and driving. Yeah. 
but my moans, I think, are almost that yours are very specific. Mine are more of the general population moaners. Uh-huh. I think for me that the one that's got on my nerves recently is that it's almost as if people over over the last year, year and a half, have forgotten some of the basic rules how to of drive. using the road, how <laughs> to drive. And for me, it's a it's a silly one, but it's if you slow down, if you brake first and then you indicate that for me, that's the one I'm noticing. Yeah, that's that illegal. Is getting yeah. on my nerves. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is a silly thing to do. Yeah, because I'm like, why are you breaking? Why do you think are you it's breaking? like they've just forgotten to indicate? I think so. I just don't think they can be bothered. Or they don't think. Or <laughs> yeah, multiple ones of those. Or uh, you know what? After festival speed, I was driving back on the, the motorway, and at the time, the the football was going on. As you know, it's the, the the that big game that, big old that we Euro won't talk thing. about. Yeah, and it was fabulous for the first kind of couple of hours because nobody else was on the road and I was listening to the game and the, the minute that it finished suddenly everybody was there and it, I don't know if it was just like people being depressed at the the, the news <laughs> but everybody was just like I just can't be bothered anymore with with rules or anything you know you've got people middle lane hogging and just going to undertaking swerving and I just thought what is this get me off the road so I think it's just the 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 people's inability to to drive anymore frustrates me I'm thinking when will these autonomous vehicles come about please start I, using them I now think lockdown definitely has done something well this is my question because i'm not sure it has Mm. i think all that lockdown has done is enabled us to have the forgettery i think Mm, from my memory prior to lockdown people weren't all angels on the road there were plenty of people that were breaking and indicating at the wrong times and so on i think we are just more in tune with it now and we're thinking they've forgotten i think they've probably always been a bit rubbish I think, yeah, potentially you're right. And there's, the also, there's also the element of a lot of us, for work reasons, were perhaps back on the road before a lot of people, a lot of other people. Let's mm-hmm. say if you've got your office jobs or, or your, your one workplace that you drive to daily, a lot of people have been working, home for, working at home for a long time. And you know, we, we did a quite a lot of work during the lockdown times, which enabled us to drive around and do bits and pieces. And well, I, think I, I had a journalist permit at the very start of yeah. lockdown. Yeah, oh, cool. Literally within the first three or four days of lockdown, I was issued uh, ID, a, a, a proper pass ID to show, because there was that thought that you'd be stopped by the police if you were outside of your region. Do you remember? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Initially that's right. Like yeah. You can only drive within a very short People were radius. sellotaping A4 bits of paper on their back of the car, like uh, essential deliveries <laughs> or yeah. I'm going shopping or something. <laughs> there was all that, and we were having to do things in Wales and whatnot. So I was given this uh, effectively freedom to travel pass, which was very surreal. Uh, John, what are you pointing at? I'm sorry to be distracted. I'm really sorry (laughs) to interrupt your flow, but a (gasps) yellow Fortuity 40 has just pulled up in front of our studio. And... um, who is it? I Who's don't know who it is, but it's uh, it, it's a bright yellow GT40. <laughs> it's I'm amazing. I'm, okay. about. I'm sorry, I've completely and utterly interrupted your flow, but I'm blaming... No, 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 no. Here is, here is your challenge, car. John. Amy and I are going to keep talking. You are going to run out and see if you can get whoever's driving that car to sit down and tell us about it. Just go now. <laughs> um, just go now while they're well, getting Do they out. look interesting uh, Well, that's what I... I she, the, she looks she, awesome. She already <laughs> sounds amazing. Go get her, John. She's got uh, the Ford GT highlight... High Oh, there's more than one. Oh, no, it's, no, it's, it's, it's just yellow with black stripes. Gosh. What I can tell you is I'm going to get <laughs> locked in. That's, uh, yeah, we're not, g- we're not moving our cars anytime soon. Oh, wait, is um, it a... Oh, there's two oh, of them. No, Look, there's someone else coming out of the drive. That's the driver. It is left-hand drive, yeah. Okay, I was getting more excited. I thought it was a woman No, I'm not going to go and ask them to come and join us. That's a very bright shirt. Look at that, he knows Mike. Oh, he knows Mike, Mike of Brewer's course he out knows there. Mike. Mike Brewer's Mike out there, Cap. he knows Mike. Please. I'm going to leave leave these lovely yellow car-driving folk to their yellow devices. Oh, I am going to go we say almost, hello afterwards. We almost made the podcast feel like it was live then. I, mean, I know. You had, you <laughs> I had know. an opportunity to do a challenge animal. We could have we could have dropped Mark our moans we're and had <laughs> challenge Mark <laughs> we're still, we're s- I'm, I'm still very much operating under COVID guide, guidelines. Here. He's wearing a Drew Pritchard cap. Is he? And, uh, and Is it Drew Pritchard? <laughs> it's not Drew Pritchard. Um, he's too tall for that. Uh-huh. Amy, c- I mean, I can't really see from here, but Amy's got a better view on him. No, I have no view. Well, we'll go and talk to him. We'll, we'll tell you in the uh, we'll tell him in the blurb who it was. And bizarrely, there's a guy that's just walked past us, just parked this truck, who does look like Paddy McGuinness. Paddy McGuinness. Yes. Should um, we go and see? Could if it, it is Paddy, Paddy McGuinness? I feel like we really have a duty. 
to go and see if that's Paddy <laughs> McGuinness or not. Well, this is probably the strangest opening to any podcast that we've done so far. <laughs> Paddy McGuinness, who uh, oh, is it? Is that him in the blue shirt? Is that I can't see in that blue shirt? The, no. I know what you mean, though, with the Paddy look. It's, it's oh, I see. No, that's not Paddy McGuinness. <laughs> I, can, I can't <laughs> see because of, of the eye line. I can just see the top of his head and his chin, but his face is hidden. He'll be flattered that you think he does look like Paddy McGuinness. Who it's is not, it? It's not McGuinness. It's not Paddy. Oh. No. Oh no, he's not now. He's bent down. Oh, he does look from this <laughs> angle though. There's, he is a. He, he could be. He could be one of those guys that makes fifteen quid to do those birthday messages that looks. A oh, bit the like. old cameo things. Yeah, we can. I could I title this podcast um, the Driven Chat Podcast with Julian Thompson and not Paddy McGuinness? <laughs> yes, you can. And and the <laughs> and the F forty owner. Who we we wouldn't GT40. speak to? GT40. GT40. Sorry. Is it yes, a GT40 it's not, it's or not a Ford GT? GT? It's a Ford GT. It's a Ford GT. But I'm just anxious as well that the sun is going to pop soon, and I want to get some photographs. Well, yeah. I want Amy to get some photographs rather than us ramble. People would rather look at Amy's photographs of the yeah. Ford GT, yeah. which looks so cool. Tell you what, let's put a rain check on the moaning because I do think we are about a year overdue on a moaning episode. I'd like you, the listener, if that's okay, to compile your moans because I still get them every so often. I get messages on our Instagram feed that say, I'm just catching up with the older episodes and I love the, the moaning episode and here's my list. So, if you, the listener, have, an, have a, a list of moans about driving, it might be post-lockdown, it might be pre- and post-lockdown, it might be everything, your moans about the automotive world, if you could drop, the, drop them down in an email to me at podcast at drivenchat.com, I uh, promise we'll dedicate a, a good chunk of an episode to just ranting. It does look like a Paddy McGuinness lookalike. <laughs> and he's taking selfies with the Ford GT. I like it. <laughs> Should we dive into Julian Thompson before we get too we distracted should. with everything else that's happening here? Let's do it. Hey, listen, thank you so much for your company. <laughs> we, we Apologies for the uh, the distraction. This is the joy of doing these at Caffeine and Machine. You should come down. We record these on a Tuesday. Yeah. Why don't you come and join us? Honestly, we have this little corner now, which started off about six people, and I can see about 35 and like loads of least. cool cars. If you can distract us more than a yellow Ford GT, then I will buy you... A drink of your choice. A yellow Ford GT and a Paddy McGuinness crap alike. <laughs> <laughs> Happy days. Hey, this is brilliant. Julian Thompson is an amazing company. I think you're going to really like what he has to say. We'll check back with you. No, we won't check back with you. Anyway. We'll check back with you next well, week. Can if we? you want, we can say a quick, that was that and bye. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll speak to you next week. Enjoy Julian Thompson. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. Hey, you're listening to Driven Chat. I'm Andy J, sat alongside my partner in crime. And I'm saying that because I don't like the fact that, John, you and I and Amy have started calling each other colleagues on air, which sounds like we're <laughs> in an office. It does sound very corporate, which isn't is very, it? It's very, very weird. Um, but nonetheless, John, we are sat in the presence of greatness. Now, I can big this man up till I'm blue in the face, but I'm going to sound like a proper fanboy. <laughs> so I'm going to give you the honours of the big oh, intro. Oh, that's very kind of you. Yes, we're joined by uh, a local, local celebrity and industry is God too much? God's maybe too much, but a, a design pioneer. Industry icon would be good. Industry yeah, icon. Local celebrity, like you get in the local paper, you mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, that voice you can hear is car designer Julian Thompson. Hello, Julian. Yeah, hello. Nice to see you all. Good to see you. I Well done, John. I was I was worried because I've known you. How long have we known each other? Quite a long time now. Yeah. Quite a long time. On these car launches, we did quite a few of them, haven't we? <laughs> we have. Yeah. And I, and I was a bit worried that I would just spiral into one of these 25-minute intros <laughs> where everyone's just sat listening. Well, who is it? Yes. Who is it you're <laughs> yeah. introducing? And so, yeah, I had to hand over the duties. But welcome, Julian. You're looking so well. Let's get this out of the way because people know this now. You had been sort of top dog at Jaguar Design for the last yep. two or three years, replacing our good friend Ian Callum. And a couple of months ago... That finished, it's done, on to past is new. Simple yep. as that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, within, uh, I've known Ian for years. As a, as a, as a, um, she met Ian when I was a student. He was a, as a, When I was an intern, he was the first real car designer I actually met back in the 80s when we worked at Ford. And we've, we've always wanted the opportunity to work together. And we had 20 years of really good fun just, just designing Jaguars, building up a team, building up a fantastic team, a great studio. And then I had the opportunity to take over him for a couple of years. Um, <coughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm also a believer that, you know, I don't want to get stuck doing the same thing too long. And 
the world is really opening up in terms of car designs and cars and and people's um, really, you know feelings about transportation and the like and design and everything and and it's just the, the whole world of car design and, and design is splintering out in all these different groups and there's so many exciting opportunities out there I just felt yeah you know maybe it's time you know while I still had that drive that creative drive in me you know to you know to move on and, and try some new things and so that's what I'm doing at the moment I'm excited about the next chapter as well I'm going to tell you something now because it, it gave me a memory and, and you may know this already but just in case you don't, I think it might be nice for you to hear it, which is, do you remember when we, I think it was Portugal, we were together in Portugal and, and we had Ian yeah. there for a little while. And I remember that Ian, after a few drinks, he and I were, were sort of having a couple of drinks together and he, he told me he was going to, he was going to leave JLR. Yeah. So this, this must have been five years ago, something like that. I don't know. My, it's all scrambled with COVID. I, my timelines are all askew. Was it I-Pace? I think it was I-Pace, wasn't it? Could have been I-Pace. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Potentially I-Pace. And I said, oh, and who's going to replace you? And it's like, there's only one man, and I haven't told him yet. And it was, it was you. Yeah. And he then went on maybe a half hour singing your praises that was just, and I thought to myself, I wish you could hear this, because I would love somebody to say that about me. Obviously, I don't have <laughs> cars, but yeah. if, if someone I had worked with for such a long time and knew me that well said that level of lovely things about me, I would never really need to worry about my self-esteem ever again because it was just he was just he couldn't have said <laughs> nicer yeah. things or what he, he and every car you've ever designed he has just been and that's one of the greatest i mean i can't do a callum impression initially that sounded okay but he was kind of saying you know he was basically saying he wouldn't have changed a thing about them himself they were faultless they were perfect they were yeah. amazing and yeah. so on and that was just a lovely th and let's be fair we've had ian on the on the pod before mm. and you can back me up on this julian as a car designer he is he's very 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 good yeah what he does absolutely absolutely and I, th I think that you know that you know people like me most of my design designers I used to work with at Jaguar they all want to be there they all love designing cars a lot of them wanted to do it since they were 10 years old you know mm. they all want to do it you don't have to encourage them it's the easiest thing in the world to lead a design team when you've got the right people you know and they just want to do something they want to share something and I really believe, having worked with lots of variety of different design bosses over my time, you know, the value of having a boss who you can get on with and just fire ideas backwards and forwards gets you the best results, gets you the best ideas. You know, having fun designing cars and designing products, whatever, is really, really important, you know. And what's so important is, you know, because when you're a designer, you're not allowed to do the same thing twice. You can't come in the next day to do the same thing again. You're expected to come up with new ideas every single day. And so it's very, very important that you have a huge variety of people there from all over the place, very, very diverse workforce. Um, but it's very important you give them the opportunity to express themselves mm. however they want to, you know. Because some people will be full of bravado and, you know, do great presentations, do fantastic drawings. Some people will draw on the backs of envelopes. Some people make little clay models. But they've all, you know, you've got to create that fabric which allows them to just really express themselves as they want to and share their ideas and bounce ideas off other people. It's really, really important. So I, I really believe in that. Is, is car design something you can teach? Or do you believe that it is, it's something you have to have within you? A bit like you can't teach rhythm if you want to be a drummer or a guitarist. It's something you just have to have. Um, I guess you have to... Um, it's the same as designing anything, really. I think when I, when I look through a portfolio of a, of a designer who's applying to you know, work with me or with a company, um, what you're trying to see through his drawings is his thought process. Mm -hmm. And so he'll get a brief, design a caravan, design a table, design a sports car. But you know, then they get scribbling, and, he, and you can see straight away their enthusiasm and their energy as they start to scribble. And you can see them drawing on the back of bus tickets, you can draw on <laughs> little things, you know, some people uh, draw on any little scrap of paper they can find. But then what's more important, you see them hunting around for design and they chase around, they do all sorts of different things, different ideas, and they go from one extreme to the other. And what's very, very important, that you see this process where they, they funnel down the ideas, they know good from bad. Mm -hmm. they, they do a drawing, it comes out at the end of the pencil, and they think, oh, that's good, not, that bit's not quite right, this bit's good. And through this process, they managed to mature it. And then you see, right from the first scribble, 
on the back of a bus ticket how they've taken that idea and matured it mm. through hours and hours of work into you know a, a finished design and that's what you need that's what design is to me that's what it's all about knowing good from bad knowing how to uh, mature things and you do see designers who go the wrong way you think well why didn't they do that drawing that's much sure. better and they pick the wrong one out so it's it is about drawing it's about understanding uh, uh, shapes and forms and all those sort of things but it is this process of constantly questioning your own work and refining it and making it better and you know taking it all the way into and having this commitment to something you really believe in mm. so your s your music comparison was very strong actually john mm. it's like crafting a song isn't it mm. you know a musician might have a hook or a riff or part of a chorus or paul mccartney famously woke up with hey jude in his head yeah but that wasn't a finished song he That's then it. needed to craft it and create it and make it make it complete Julian, one thing that I've been fascinated by with designers, because uh, people have, have kind of called car designers the kind of rock stars of the automotive world. <laughs> it's, that's sort of the thing, isn't it? And one thing I've been amazed by, I've been to a few design centres for different manufacturers now, and you all have these sort of rooms which seem to be informing people of current design trends outside of automotive. So yep. you've all got the very latest new trainers or, you know, the tracksuit line or what's happening in handbags and all that kind of stuff. Is that a really important sort of... I was really fascinated by that. That's that, that you know where I'm talking about. You, yep. you have a similar thing, or at least you had a similar thing at, at JLR. I've seen one at, at Porsche. I've mm -hmm. seen one at Aston. There's these sort of spaces with cool new products, including cool new tech, actually. Yeah. How much of the, is it is that crucial to stay ahead of the curve and with your finger on the pulse? Um, I, I think it's, I take that with a little bit of a pinch of salt because, you know, journalists like yourselves always ask you, how do you think of that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, where did that inspiration come from? And you can't just say, well, I just drew it. <laughs> 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 you know, you're not allowed to say that. You're just like, oh, I was inspired by the steps of the, and the Cernso design building in Munich. <laughs> you know, you can't, you're not allowed to just draw something. And okay, it is important you get influences from other things. You do look at other facets of design and you know, as the design world opens up, it is important to see influences anywhere else. But there's nothing wrong with being a good car designer who sits in his own and draws great stuff. Mm. And if anything, you know, I find that, you know, in the age of the internet and so much information being out there, so much stuff to look at, it does, you know, you see the same design, a huge group of designers come up with the same ideas, you know. So those influences are important. And it is important to see what, other designers are thinking about the world, seeing you know, what's important to them, what's important in materials, in terms of aesthetics, in terms of sustainability, all those sort of trends. But it's it's only one source of information, you know. And a bit tongue in cheek, we do put on a bit of a show for journalists with all these sort of things. <laughs> <laughs> and, it is a bit, and it is a bit, you know. And some designers, you know, the designers, you know, they they are. Uh, quite high opinions of themselves and i think there's a confusion about who's good at being a designer and who's just merely good at shopping <laughs> <laughs> i like the idea that before these big presentations because occasionally on our podcast recordings andy and i will set each other a silly challenge of see if you can fit that word in i like the idea that before you go out for one of these presentations somebody says oh try and get in so and so building something absolutely ridiculous does that yeah. does that ever happen uh, it is a bit like that. It is a bit <laughs> like that. And, you know, we do have the same picture comes up, same thing time and yeah. time again, you know, like that. And I, well, I, I'm not a great one to s s sit behind and wax lyrical about a shoe. <laughs> I'm well, sorry. No. Well, James, I mean, James Martin, the chef, said this exact same thing to me when, when he was talking about how it really irritates him when Michelin-starred chefs claim they created a dish whilst walking through the <laughs> yes, mountains in Mongolia right. and so on. He's like... Yeah absolute bs they were yeah. just in the kitchen playing with things mm. and yep. they came up with a flavor they yep. didn't think about it whilst they were <laughs> meditating with mountain goats that's <laughs> yeah. not the truth that's the that's the ribbon you tie on at the end of the product yeah, so yeah no, it's, it's absolutely fine to just say you know what i was sketching and then this cool car came out that's yeah. great mm. yeah that's, that's all right that's the skill absolutely absolutely you know, that I think that's entirely right and appropriate. Yeah. Um, Julian, let's talk about your back catalogue because mm. it's quite a hit list, isn't it? If we were to have a, a Julian museum of mega cars, what for you stands out as, as what are your top three favourites? Um, well, I'm always, I'm always known for the designer of the Lotus Elise and um, 
you know, that always will be very, very special for me. And, and I do, you know, I, I, I did another story for a classic car magazine this week up at Hethel. And, you know, this is something I was drawing probably 30 years ago. And, and wow. when you look through those classic car magazines, you do see lots of white-haired guys in, <laughs> in uh, tweed, you know, talking about these things. And I've, I try not to think of myself as, you know, one of those people. But it's a tremendous privilege to do something like that and to have this this huge fan base of people who just love this thing, and I, and I'm, I'm guilty of it. I go on Facebook, loads of lease groups. Do you? Know, you? And I, I love that. And I talk to these owners, you know. And so you I'm don't do it anonymously. <laughs> you actually go no, on. No, I go on. I'm all joined up to these groups, and I little comments. Oh, that's great. Talk to them, and and I, you know, and I, I, I love it, you know. And they're just such a nice bunch, you know. And they just love that car so much. And they, I, I met a group here at Caffeine and the Machine. They came from Holland. And I'd, you know, had a burger with them, you know, like that. And, you know, it's that car. I mean, because the car is so ridiculous in this, in this modern age, it was so single minded in, in what, how we created it. It's it's so the first ones are so noisy, so uncomfortable, <laughs> so, you know, um, difficult to actually use, to difficult to get in and out of, you know, um, but it, and that's what makes them so special for these people, because they're not for everyone. You know, they're such mm-hmm. a personal product, you know. And I think what's so good about that, you know, um, my best friend Richard Rackham did the chassis. You know, <coughs> when you're designing cars, you don't normally have a best friend who does the chassis. The guy who does the engineering on the chassis or the engine is some guy who's really annoying at the other side <laughs> side of the of the plant, you know, who's had to mess you up. So to actually do a product where, you know, you're so integrated with everyone else in there. And the other thing is we were all about, you know, um, late 20s, you know, um, none of us had bad backs, so we didn't care about crawling <laughs> into cars. <laughs> you know, none of us, you know, uh, worried about noise or comfort levels and like that. And we all, you know, we always like, almost like it's as close to get to building a car in your, your garage with your mates, you know? I love that. It had that sort of energy, you know, it really was like that. And, and that's why the car is so single-minded. And that's why the people who have it just like it so much. Of course. Because they're in tune with that, that yeah. design studio, a group yeah, of guys absolutely. in their 20s, having a, just having fun, designing yeah. something cool. Absolutely. That. So, but so that's 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 very very special to me. Well, um, it is, and it, but it's a design, sort of. It, it's such a huge design stable that car. You yeah. Know, for example, you you arrived here in it, to yeah. caffeine and machine today, and immediately Phil, the, the the boss here, sprinted over. You'd parked it in a normal space. He went, no, no, no. That's that goes out front because <laughs> yeah. it is loved. It's an yeah. iconic piece of design. It is timeless. It looks yeah. like it could have been built yesterday. It's so cool and fresh and funky, and yet. It's in our DNA because it has been around forever. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's, it's it's a very special thing, and it and it was um, it's that time in life when I you know I, I you know really was enjoying, the you know the process, the people. I'd waited a long time. I'd been at Lotus for probably eight years waiting to do a you know a Lotus Sports car, and so they're all like pent up energy, wanting to do it. So that yeah, it's a really special thing for me still. I love it. What do you What do you think of the new one, the Amira? You must have had a. I guess you haven't been up close and personal with it yet, but I know. No, you no, no, Russell. You Russell you showed me. Yeah, I've stayed good friends with Russell. That's the other thing, you know. I um, so I went up last week to do this uh, thing with Classic and Sports Car. This thing with Richard Rackham. He talked about it, and they their main conference presentation room is called the Thompson Room. Oh, oh wow! They've named a room after me. You know, wow. and I can't imagine a single. I mean, JLR won't do this. <laughs> I can't imagine <laughs> they're going to name a room after me. So that's a company there, because you know, when people leave a company, you know, they, you know, they're sort of, oh, he was a, you know, he's yeah. a gone, you know, but they, they, that idea of them having that sort of respect for me, and and the, the fact they still like me and they want to name a room after me, you know, for a car I did so many years ago is, is lovely, you know, and so that all adds to the whole sort of, uh, you know, the uh, the emotion of, of, of that whole episode for me. I mean, no, that is very special mm. and so <coughs> respectful. It's, it's kind of like the, you know, Sir yeah. Bobby Robson stand and so on, you know, but, mm. but it does mean, though, Julian, we're going to have to change... John's intro, because you're not now a local celebrity. <laughs> yeah, you, you know. see, in Norfolk has as well. Norfolk, <laughs> Norfolk a celebrity. Way, you. you know, mul- a multi <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, the, the, no, the new Lotus. It, uh, yeah, Russell showed me the clay model for the interior next year. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a great job. It's really, really good. You know. And there are little bits of a lease on it, you know. Which yeah, of course there Which are. is nice, which is, you know, again, it's great. Um, I remain really good friends with Russell over the years, and it's great to see him doing that. And 
it's um, a lovely team. You know, I, I for, for me, you know, I um, I know lots of car designers, and I'm good friends with lots of them, and, and I have a real attachment to the Lotus Design team, and so they can do no wrong for me. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Well, we had a very special time there, didn't we? We honest? did, absolutely. And one of the things when we spoke to Russell, because Russell featured on our podcast for last week's episode, and I'm always very interested. It, it's the question you've heard before from m- many journalists, I'm sure. But I'm always interested to learn what it was, perhaps as a child, that inspired you to want to go into design. What was it that you were obsessed with? What was it you had around the home that might have switched on a little light bulb somewhere and and is there anything in particular that you've carried be that a previous car a aircraft a boat it might be a, a teapot something in the house that you can actually see that has inspired me to go to a particular car design or it's a jet ski isn't it <laughs> <laughs> so you reckon you could get inspired by a teapot maybe not a teapot teapot perhaps a, a bad <laughs> you're losing me a bit here can I, can I set that as a challenge <laughs> John, John said it's a question you've heard before Julian and then goes off the most <laughs> random tangent to make, <laughs> to make sure it's got a mark on moment so was there a teapot you were inspired by when you were 10 <laughs> no I mean I you know my um, I don't know what it was about I, I guess the main thing about um, my childhood was that we were always encouraged to draw yeah uh, my father was either the chief scientist at the National Gallery for the majority of his career. Oh, wow. So, you know, above the National Gallery in London, there's a huge laboratory doing uh, restoring paintings and uh, looking after uh, museum artifacts, and he was the head scientist there. And he just encouraged us to draw. And he didn't think um, you could teach art. He right. thought that it was a God-given gift. It mm. was something you naturally had. He, was, he did not encourage us to do art at school. Oh, really? I never did O level art or A level art, or what, you know, any of those. Um, so what were you? He studying? told us to. He told us to draw. Huh. Told so he to told draw. you to draw, but, but you didn't study it. So what were you? What were just you drawing cars? Just drawing cars in my spare time. I just used to draw cars, and I don't know why. But I, you know, I don't, lots of kids like cars when they're young, mm. don't they? Yeah. yeah. And I was guess I was, I just carried on liking them and drawing them, and that was it. And I never stopped, you know. And I never stopped all through school. I got very bad O levels and A levels, and you know, but I just. I had just books and books full of car drawings, and that's what I did. <laughs> and then I did um, I did engineering at um, university, and had a really difficult time for it. Um, and then I went to the Royal College of Art and did vehicle design. And for the first time, you know, there was something I could do. They told me to draw cars, and I said, mm. all right, and I drew them, and they were great. And I thought, oh, that's easy. I, I said, yeah. after, you know, 10, 15 years of struggling academically, Finally got to this place where I was allowed to draw cars, and I was pretty good at it. I wonder. I wonder what impact or how things would have changed if you had gone down the studying art and perfecting that, and getting perhaps doing a degree in fine arts instead, but still going into the route of design. If that would have changed things, or because you've been given free reign as a child, just do it because it's fun. Yeah, you could I have been designing teapots, Julian. I mean, yeah, you could have been designing yeah. teapots. I, I mean, I would have killed. When I came out of college, I would have killed to just get any job designing anything. Yeah, you know, it would have been. I would have. I would have dreamed of working at Wolf Race Wheels, for instance. Yeah. I would have anything like that. I would have done. You know, I, that's, you know, um, but um, no. I, I mean, I, I'm no good at drawing anything else other than cars. Oh, really? Yeah, I can only <laughs> draw cars. I tried desperately hard to draw cartoons and faces and people and landscapes and watercolors, and I wouldn't say I'm bad, but I'm not great. Well, mayb- maybe maybe this is the God-given gift. Then it's just car drawings. Yeah, just car maybe drawings. Dad was right. That's all I can do. Just <laughs> car drawings, and luckily there's a career doing it. But you got to remember, you know, when I when I did all my car drawings, um, you couldn't go on the internet. I mean, no, you couldn't go on the internet and find out what a car designer was or did. Um, the car design industry in the seventies, early eighties was really um, the majority of it owned by Italy and America. Mm. You, know, you think all those huge studios, like people like BMW, Volkswagen, Peugeot, Renault, you know, they wouldn't really have had substantial car design studios. They're all even done by Pin and Freena or Ital, mm. right. something like that. You know, they would, there's, you know, the Italians design the cars, and you know, <coughs> there's other big German companies, you know, um, engineered them. But they, there wasn't, there wasn't these huge studios, you know, of, of today. Very, very different time. That re- I mean, that's come on leaps and bounds then, hasn't it? Mm. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, well, it's absolutely. fascinating talking about the. It's so true. You think back to the cars of that era, seventies, eighties, and even creeping into the nineties. Really, Pininfarina, Bertone, yeah. Ital Design. They were the they were designing the yeah. the good stuff, weren't yeah. they? But in recent years, and again, this was something we brought up with Russell in in the conversation we had last week. British car designers have suddenly shot to the top. Yeah, I see every single car manufacturer in the world now. If they're not the design director, they are certainly up there. Or the studio has got yeah. six or seven Brits, most of whom have studied at Coventry, which is down the road yeah. from us here. And it's it, it's so fascinating to see that we are, as Brits, as a country, we're, we're kind of now overtaking the Italians, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think Italians have struggled. I mean, I think, you know, the real era of, of British people doing car design was probably in the in the 80s and 90s, because mm. you know, that there was... You know, when I graduated in the 80s, there was only two colleges. Really? So the, the car graduates. There's Art Centre in the States, where people like Chris Bangle came from, Jay Mays. And then there was, you know, the Royal College, where, you know, it, the Ian Callums and the Murray Callums came yep. out of. And those guys. <coughs> and consequently, in the 80s, there was lots of Brits running places like Porsche and uh, you know, Americans running that. Mm -hmm. and Martin Smith at Audi, you know. The, of course. Which is huge, you know. Um yeah, the Italians do have design schools, and we used to work for the Italians with the design schools, but it's um, the best schools are still probably London, Los Angeles, and now Fort Simon in Munich. Wow. Those are probably the most good ones. Excellent. But there's others, there's loads in China, there's loads in Korea. Of course. Very good ones in France, Sweden. So there's, there's, there's a huge academic system feeding car design, mm. the car design industry. I have a feeling now, Julian, that and I said this to you off air before we started recording. And you Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. You gave me a, a very humble reply, but I'm, I'm going to explore this a little bit. I have a feeling that now, in that wonderful open marketplace of car design and the various different manufacturers that are out there now, the fact that you are now a free agent for the first time in what, 20 years, something like that? Yep. I think you're probably extremely hot property right now. And, and I think that's a very interesting place to be because I know you're going to have a bit of time to just kind of think about the next steps. Yeah. But if, I, if there was such a thing as a car design agent... You know, th an agent that looked after car designers. I there would are. Mm. Are there? Yeah. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I met some. I bet you have. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of business cards being thrown your way yeah. at the moment, I see. Well, some, as in there's more than one. There's, there's, there's multiple. Yeah, there are. Yeah, there are. Absolutely. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's, there's headhunters for every industry, and there are people mm. who specialise in, in designers, you know, claim models and all sorts of things. And that. Yeah, there is. Of course there is. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. that's fun. So yeah. have you had them, like, you know, beating a path to your door? A, a, a little bit. Yes. The, old phone call, <laughs> the old WhatsApp message, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm... Yeah, I, it's um, it's really weird, you know. When, I, when, I, when, I, when, you, when you leave the company and it's made official and press announcement goes out on Wednesday, one o'clock as it did, and then there's just this eerie silence, mm. you know. Got getting a few messages on WhatsApp saying, "Oh, sorry to see you going," and like that. But then you think, well, "When, when's someone going to ring me up?" But things have started to happen now, and there are some some very interesting leads. And I think um, I'm in a very very lucky position where I can really decide. You know, I can pick and choose a bit. Yeah. And I think the 
you know, there's lots and lots of car design going on out there. There's a huge market for car designers and car design itself. And there are lots of there are lots of good opportunities. And I, you know, I've got to decide, you know, do I want to go back to do something a bit like I did with Jaguar for another company, or do I want to go off and do something like Ian Callum does, you know, yeah. uh, work on his own, and everything in between, you know. And um, I really, what I'm looking for is is first and foremost, I really want to work with some people um, who I have an empathy with and and I can have fu- fun with. Yeah, know, I really. Yeah, enjoy working with you know. Um, you know there are individuals and companies out there which you know are difficult to work for, and I'm sure it's the same in any industry. And <coughs> I've hopefully got the luxury now when I can pick and choose the right people as well as the right brands, you know. And uh, that's what I want to do. I, I really enjoy running a team and running a team of people. You know, I think I'd be very arrogant to say that I could just go off and do this on my own, mm. pick up a drawing pad and just do that because the real um, my real strength, I feel, is is running a team of people and leading, it, leading and inspiring a bunch of people, and that's what I really, really enjoy. I enjoy the firing off of ideas against each other. I, I enjoy, I love working with a team of clay modelers and digital modelers and just firing ideas backwards and forwards and seeing things gel together. You build up such strong friendships with people, you know. Mm. I think when you when you have your mates and you go down the pub, that's all very well, and you have a beer and a chicken and a basket or whatever. <laughs> um, but when you're actually creating something together and you're all f- you're, you start you know, feeling that frustration with that challenge and you're really trying to build something together and you're bonding through that creative process with modelers, with engineers, yeah. and you're all trying pointing in the same direction, that you know that's when real bonds between people and friendships really develop so strongly. And, and that's what I'm missing now, if I'm honest. You know, that's what I mm. want to get back to. Well, it's the power of purpose. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they're all—they're all, you know, none of them are forced to be there. They're all wanting to do those jobs. They all enjoy clay modeling, digital modeling, um, making stuff. You know, they all enjoy it. They're all—they're all there, and they're really—they all want to work as a team. That's so the magic of creative, isn't it? Yeah, just that. It, it's, yeah. it's again creativity is something you can't teach. You have that yeah. has to be something that's within you. And some people are creative, yeah. and some people aren't. Some yeah. people are systematic, and some people aren't. Yeah. So yeah, that uh, is there. A, is there a sweet spot in the design process when you've got that energy, cr- a collection of creative energy all coming together? When a car perhaps takes shape, is it clay modelling? Is it still in the sketch stage, or is it when you first see it as a, a thing? I think. I mean, I think we always we always love building concept cars because concept cars are almost like the car design process of four years, all squashed together into six months. You mm. know, and. You know, it's a bit more seat of the pants, you know. I, I think it is, it's sometimes, people do struggle with designing the same product for four years, you mm. know. No one does that if they're designing a, a, d- you know, a dress or, sure. um, you know, a, a, um, a teapot, a teapot, a teapot yep. or anything else, you know. <laughs> so it is, it is a struggle to do something to keep, you know, people's attention that passionate and that strong yeah. at those times. But concept cars are really good fun. And also they, they are free from the everyday constraints of, Cost and total feasibility. Of course, because you, you ultimately so you know it's probably not going to happen. It's probably not going to look. Well, then, well like they that. do happen these days. I mean, a lot of them do yeah. happen. They do turn into real cars. But um, you know, I think that that is that's when all the shackles come off. Mm. And whether the shackles are real or they're not real, you know, that's when they they're probably you know in the background a bit. And so that is great. And then when you when you uh, put your concept car together, and you know, it's always they're always late. There's always a truck outside waiting to get to the Geneva Motor Show and some <laughs> angry <laughs> lorry driver showing you a tachograph or something. And, you know, <laughs> and that thing hasn't even come out of the paint shop. But when, it, you know, and you're bleary-eyed and that thing's pushed out of the paint shops and it's dropped on its wheels, and you see the car for the first yeah. time, you know. And, you know, all the time you've been sketching and drawing and modelling and like that, you know. But this is the first time there's that car, you know. That's what you drew. The vision has come to life. Yeah. It's just as one thing. And you haven't... N- you haven't seen in a production car. You'll see sort of clay models and uh, various uh, different states of model along the way. So you get used to the design. You live with it. With a concept car, it's just suddenly just pushed out of the uh, the paint booth. And that's when I feel most privileged to be part of this industry. You know, when you see those cars and they're finished, and you think, God, they let me do that. <laughs> they gave me a million quid to go and do that. Yeah, it's amazing. More so than the reveal, seeing the faces of. World's press and the public. <laughs> that's a th- that's when you actually soak in your design and see it for the first time. Yeah, you know 
that's that's very special for you when you because that's the first time you see it. And is that when you know it. we've got a hit here? This is this works. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because you don't, you know, the, you know, this is this is at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you can't expect mm. it to be that sharp. But um, <laughs> do you get nervous before though? The, the first time you see it. Oh, of course you do. Yeah, of course you do. You always do, and you always, whenever you show anything and you show it to people, you know, you um, you go around listening to people. You stand around, stand around in the background. Motor shows, trying to hear what people are saying, <laughs> and the rest of it. And then you well, make like, that, a, you know, like a false beard and a hat. And the more fatal thing you do now is obviously read these comments oh on people's gosh. blogs. Oh. Yeah. yeah, you know, and there's always, you know, these these people in their bedrooms making writing rude comments that suddenly take on an added significance, don't they? Yeah, you read through all of those. Yeah, I bet. You know, you don't read them for any any other car, no, no one else's car, just, just for your right. car, and you think. Well, don't like it. Or yeah. I do like it. But that was very apparent recently. And again, uh, going back onto your, your previous chapter, but of course, the reveal of the new Defender. And I remember thinking, oh, I just couldn't imagine being on that design team and, th- and having to come up with a concept to replace something that's so iconic. And again, think back to the late 90s, early noughties, the replacement Mini. Yeah. Thinking, oh my goodness me, the passion passion of car fans i still yeah. get grumpy with the new mini yes and it irritates me a lot of people it do. shouldn't i know it shouldn't <laughs> and uh, yeah i i just think gosh i because th- some of the comments you see are scathing and the mini kind of got away with it because it was just at that point of the internet not being as vocal yeah. with social media and things but of course yeah. every single time that land rover's social media team would post a photo of the new defender. Oh, the comments yeah. would just be horrific. You think, God, it's as if we've, it's as yeah. if we've upset somebody <laughs> in the, in the you know, we've hurt their pet or something. Yeah. It's just unbelievable Impossible, the pattern. But then look at it now. I mean, this is the interesting thing. Yeah. Two years later, Alex Goy, the journalist who you may know, yeah. Julian, he he put up a photograph at Goodwood, the new defender next to the old defender. Yeah, and he he literally said left or right, mm. and I can't remember which was on which side. Yeah, but I I looked at the comments to that because I was really curious. I was I. Almost never on Twitter, but I went and I saw that post, and ninety percent of them mm. had sided with the new defender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he then commented himself the next day, going, "Well, that wouldn't have happened two years ago. That's right. Where's your anger now? That's right. You know, yeah. it's it's fascinating, isn't it? People kind of soften. It's we were talking about the the new face of the BMW, which still mm. which still offends me. I, yeah. st- <laughs> I just still think it's but ugly. And yeah. John, you're starting to really warm to it. And, and we were yeah. sitting around earlier yeah. going. In a couple of years' time, we'll quite like it, and we forget that we hated it. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's well, strange. That's, I mean, that, yeah, I mean, that's a very real problem when you're designing cars, because we, you know, <coughs> when you design a car, you are asking a company, whoever it is, you're asking them to trust you. You say, okay, yes. you, you, you're making a clear model. You say, right, we believe that in four years' time, people are going to flock to this. They're going to love it. Yeah, you know, and they come and well, you know, is that all right? Are you sure? And you say, yep. Well, we, you know, we need half a billion to put this into production. You sure this is what you want to do? <laughs> and we say, yeah, yeah, it's okay. It'll be great. Don't worry. You know, and then they, you know, they're going to do a bit of market research. You always do a bit. Of, everyone does a bit of market research. And then you've got exactly the same as people like that. You know, the people mm. who looked at those cars, you know, seeing things out of context, not knowing the story, not knowing, you know, what they're trying to achieve, not having any longevity of looking at it, you know. And they, a lot of the time we come back, oh, it looks a bit weird, a bit funny. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't look very few. What do you mean come out in four years' time? Yeah. Four years time, we're gonna have flying cars. Yeah, you know, they, you know, they, just, they, <laughs> they don't know, do they? And, mm, it, and yeah. so that's always a you know a real risk and a, and a point of tension in designing a new car. Can't and you just show them some current trainers and handbags? I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why it's another great use for them. Shows that we really know our stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look at what Nike are doing right now. They've got it nailed. Yeah. Uh, I've got a couple of words for you because I. When I when I sort of discovered that you were you, you were going to leave JLR, I sort of thought to myself, right, well, if I were a car brand, knowing I've sort of referenced that I think you're hot property at the moment, and I thought to myself, if I were the owner or the CEO or whatever of of, of one of the big brands right now, who do I think would be chomping at the bit to get you in? Because there's a lot of people they've set. You know, we know that recent design language has been set and fixed. You need somebody. In my view, there are some brands out there that need some proper work, some proper attention, that someone like yourself could really transform it. 
I'm going to throw a couple of brands in your direction just to get your reaction. They Thank may have already been on the phone. I know I'm you're not going to tell us. And I'm one, in right. my head, I'm wondering if you're thinking the same things that I am. So I'm, I'm really in, intrigued by this. Two words I have right now for you are Elon Musk. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. <laughs> Tesla could really use you, in my opinion. Does that interest you on any level? If I was Elon giving you a call, would you be intrigued? Your face is I so big no, 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 it's, it's, it's interesting, this, because it's... You're making the assumption that people who have, you know, um, cars which you consider to be not very strong design in terms of language, mm. you're making the assumption that the people on the board know that, but they right. don't. Yeah, okay. A lot of the time, they've got a design director who's done stuff for them, and they think, well, that guy must know what he's doing or whatever, you know. Um, and in all honesty, the people who are being contacting me or talking to are people who have are very strong in design and want to stay there. Okay. That makes it even more exciting. Well, it which does. And which means it's definitely not Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a, what an honour, what an accolade to have mm. the people that are already doing it very well. Yeah. You don't want to be the guy that rescues. You want to be the guy that keeps that ship floating. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure what I want to be. Okay. I've got, <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I've got oh another dear. two words for you then. <laughs> Again, just because I'm thinking, I'm not, and I'm not suggesting that this brand that I'm about to mention needs any sort of mm -hmm. uh, refresh or revitalize, but based on your feedback there, Julian, and I'm sorry I'm playing this game, but I'm very intrigued. <laughs> I like it. I like and this I know, game. It's a good game. I know I shouldn't be doing it with the microphones on. But it's a good I, game. But I think I've got a camera. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting some looks. But there is a brand there that I know you would do amazing things at, and they're quite close to us, and they're a British band. I've recently had some Formula One based investment. Shall I keep? You want to? Should I say it? Aston Martin. Yeah. Oh, oh. No, there's a, there's a pause there. no, 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 no. I mean, blink <laughs> twice. <laughs> I mean, I think yeah. You know, I'd, I'd, um, I'd love to do Aston Martin. You know, I mean, I would love to. I would love to. Can you imagine if I actually got to be, you know, significant in the history of? Jaguar, Lotus, and Aston Martin. Oh, wow. Know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to make any comment about it. No, any these no that's fair. But, that's um, fair. you know, I would love to do that job for sure. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is, yeah, I've, I've referenced Tesla, obviously, because mm. I think, you know, you could do amazing things with the sort of backing they've got and the, the reach they've got. What they, what they don't yeah. necessarily have is amazing-looking vehicles, and mm. I think you could change that, and it would be amazing. I'd love to see that happen. But that's obviously not on the table, so that's fine. And if it is, you can tell me later because <laughs> I'm going to try and get you drunk. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fail because you're driving, so I'm not going to get you drunk. But the other, the other natural draw for you, in my opinion, would be premium. You know, sports cars, luxury cars, your Bentleys, your Astons, as I said. You know, I, I, something, you know, I, I mean, I think you'd be wasted at Peugeot. You know what I mean? Although, they have recently started yeah. pulling up trees. Yeah. But you know what I mean? There's yeah, yeah. If you look at the history of the brand mm. and you're looking at, because only because you said people speaking to you, are, they have a language mm. that's established. Yeah. That would be someone like a Bentley. That would be someone you know, premium and iconic. I, I, think, I mean, I think you've got to... It's interesting on this because you've got to... There's no doubt that, you know, um, in my position, you could go all out and choose a brand. You could choose a very prestigious job and the rest of it, you know, like that. Uh, inevitably, some of those more specialist cars, um, they don't have the three, you know, the throughput of work that you get some of the bigger brands, right. you know. And sometimes it's nice to just have a lot of, you know, when I worked at Volkswagen Audi back in uh, 2000 or so, you know, we were just doing loads and loads of cars, you know, Volkswagens, Audis, Seats, yeah. Bentleys. And that was really exciting. And, you know, we had, uh, we had a modeling hall full of cars and then designing them and running those and running that big team was really, really exciting. And I've been at the other end of the scheme when you know, when I've waited eight years to design, design the loads to lease. Yes. You know? And it did lead to something great and, and the rest of it. But, you know, there's a lot of waiting around, <laughs> a lot of frustration. Mm. And, you know, the bigger companies have bigger budgets. You know, they can do greater things. They can employ more people. They can do more technology. So, you know, you've got to balance all this out, you know. So 
sometimes the really exotic jobs, as you know them, are perhaps not quite as um, fulfilling as you might imagine. And it, it, it and to me, it comes down to, to really that, that that team. You know, if I did go to a, a smaller, more specialist company, you know, you had to make sure you got on with all the people in the organisation. You know. Be you know all the people on the board, all the people in the engineering, the chassis, and the, you know and that that's you know because you want that that sort of um, core number of people who really participate in the job. Um, so you've just it's a it's a different thing to, to running a, a big design studio where it's just purely design and you're just doing design models for a big company. And I've got to find that right balance. Yes, and and actually hearing it from you does change the perspective entirely because from the outside looking in, like you say, we can look at these cool brands and think, oh, that'll be fun to work there. But obviously, there's different. I guess it's like managing a football team. You know, yeah. you're, you're working at different resources, different expectations, yeah. different requirements. What does success look like in each place? Each one has a different set of yeah. set of things. And, and and one of the things you've asserted a few times is you want the passion, the joy, the the camaraderie, the fun of creating yeah. and being in that team again. And yeah. and yeah, it is. The vibe has to be the right people, doesn't it? Yeah. I guess what I'm just getting at is I really want to see what you do next because mm. I think it's going to be mega. You know, w- we know that you've produced some of the coolest cars out there and one of the things whether it's an suv or a tiny little sports car one of the things that is consistent with your design is they are all blooming sexy and you know that (laughs) you know when you you, i mean you personally must know that's a sexy car that's a really sexy car and you you, like there isn't there's no turkeys in your portfolio yeah i mean i you know i i'm i you do you know you do when you look at car designers and rest of it you do you have car designers who um, collect cars and drive cars, and you have car designers who collect suits and watches. You know, and they're very, very they're, they're different. You know, they're different. You know, I'm not saying one is right and one is wrong, and they're different products. You know, different types of people. You know, I'm firmly in that c- camp of you know, um, I like cars. I've got I don't know, I've got eleven cars at the moment. You know, and I can't. You've got s- you've got some amazing cars. You know, and, and they're all and they're all. Know, I've got some daft cars as well, you know, and I keep <laughs> on spending money on cars, and I like driving cars. You know, I, I, you know, I've, I've driven a lot of my cars this week, and doing a track down Monday, and you know, it's it's I just like doing and motorbikes as well. You know, so I just I just like all that stuff, and so, you know, there are people who think that petrol head car designers, their time is gone. You know, and mm. you know, it's it's time for something else, it's time for some millennials to take over. And you know, and uh, do something which is more worthy, and you know. But you know, when you say cars are sexy, it's because they're probably they're, they're probably very, very automotive. You know, they're they're all okay. about movement and speed and power. You know, and that's how cars were designed in the twenties. You know, that's the same um, characteristics were so important. You know, and so now, but things that you know, the the whole the whole car design world is much more complex now and so that i do design a certain type of car you know and i and i won't I, I wouldn't be quite so passionate about doing some sort of mobility hub thing right perhaps right no if that makes sense if you couldn't drift <laughs> <laughs> has it got a line lock in that, case, <laughs> in that case we'll be fine can we talk about your collection of cars because you have a i would say a very envious garage with some of the some of the motor vehicles that you have hiding away in there, or, or is that top secret? Because I don't want to. No, it's all right. No, no, no I, I, I like talking about my cars. I mean, I, I, um, I guess. I mean, I, I grew up when front-wheel drive hatchbacks, you know, like this. You know, they, I, I don't. I wasn't a chav. We didn't have chavs <laughs> in my in my day. We didn't have chavs. But we did have, we did have. Um, and Golf GTR was a very sophisticated thing in South yeah. Kensington yeah, when I was sure. at college. So <laughs> I had I, I was I grew up on the hot hatchbacks, you know, a lot of those. So I I do love those, and I, you know, I do love front wheel drive cars, front wheel drive hot hatchbacks. So um, I have two Honda Civics. I have um, the the boxy bread van one, you know, yeah. which we actually does I actually helped design that when we were at Lotus because we used to consultancy work for Honda in Frankfurt, and a model which me and Russell did there got sent to Tokyo and made into the one known as the EP3, the yep. red van one. Yep. Yep. So I have one of those because I thought, you know, you should drive what you design. And uh, I spent a ridiculous amount of money on it in terms of suspension, brakes and clutches and everything else to make <laughs> it such a track car. It's absolutely awful now. Uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> <laughs> I've done that. Uh, then I have then I have 
Then I have a new Honda Civic Type R, which, you know, it's... Have I like you? that because everyone the, the thinks new, new one. everyone <laughs> thinks it's the most awful car ever, you know. <laughs> and it's you know how could a car designer how could well, how could anyone drive design drive, drive one of that? And I like the fact it is so controversial, mm. and I like the fact it is, you know, it is it is it is so different. It's deliberately know? outrageous. Mm. It is deliberately outrageous, and it's all it's very Japanese. It's very manga. Yeah, mm. you know, and I like you know you know. Again, I don't take car design that seriously. You know, I think there's room to have some fun there. And, you know, I like the fact that people are so outraged by the fact that I drive this thing. <laughs> I love and, that. You know, and, and, it, and above all, it's, it is one of the best cars to drive. Absolutely. Start. I was about yes. to say, if, if you're using it for track days, they are just <laughs> blisteringly good. My <laughs> goodness me, they're good. So I have that. Then I have a um, Renault Clio um, Trophy, a 182 Trophy, one yeah. of the red ones. I have a Subaru Impreza RB5. Yeah. I have um, a weapon. What else I have? I have that Elise 160 Sport I've driven in today. Mm -hmm. um, I was lucky enough to buy a Ferrari Dino when I was, I think I was about 24, 25 oh, wow. or one of those. It is gorgeous. Yeah, it and I gorgeous. paid 13,000 for it at the time. Whoa! 13,000 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Good wow. <laughs> I still have that. Wow. You know, I mean, that's presumably the one that never gets sold. Don't think so. No, <laughs> I didn't. I did. I did fantasize about chopping it in for a new one at one point, and I was going to change it for a four eight eight Pista. Okay. At the time, okay. but I didn't. And I'm glad I didn't. Mm. Um, I've just bought a Jaguar XK one twenty fixed head coupe. Oh, beautiful! <laughs> beautiful. Uh, but I bought that because I I bought that when I was actually at Jaguar, <laughs> and I thought no, because in in had has Jaguars and he's and we inspect and I thought well I ought to have a Jaguar yeah because I was was a design director um and um so I bought it while I was still a design director but I s haven't actually driven the car yet because it's it's come over from the states it's been going through various places having work done to it so I haven't haven't actually taken delivery of it interesting huh. um, but yeah. I I still have that car and, and I don't know how I'm going to feel about that car when I actually do get it mm. it's yeah. not a car it's a car which is older than me. So I've got no relationship to sure. it. I don't remember it coming out. You know, I don't really know much about it. I think it's a beautiful car, mm. but that's, that's going to be a new thing for me. You'll probably still think it's a beautiful car. Yeah, you yeah. It'll probably be as simple as that. You know, that's yeah. So I'll have that, um, and also my girlfriend's got a, a Porsche uh, 997 GT3. Wonderful, perfect. My son's got an E28 5 Series BMW. Wow. I've got another Subaru Impreza. WRX thing in Thailand. So, yeah. Um, like and you mentioned bikes as well. Yeah, we have, we have a lot of KTMs. So, we have lots okay. of... Um, got a KTM 125, a 200, an 890 Duke R, and a 1290 Adventure S. Oh, fabulous, yeah. And then we've got various dirt bikes around all over John, the place. John is putting in an early bid to be your new best friend. <laughs> 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 the, um, I love the car collection and the bike collection. Well, I've got to say, we glossed over slightly the fact that you have a Scooby in Thailand. I mean, yeah. how yeah. great is that? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, we have a house in Thailand. We have a house in the north of Thailand, um, up near Chiang Mai. So... Uh, and you hoon around the streets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, I love that. That's perfect. Yeah, donuts on the beach. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah absolutely. Burnouts at sunset. Yeah. Magic. Yeah, that's perfect. I just, I just kind of wanted to put it out there because, like you, like you asserted, you're a proper petrol head. Mm. I mean, you're a yeah. real car guy. You're not handbags and glad rags. You're yeah, muscle and rubber. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which actually sounded a bit crude. <laughs> <laughs> so we've established you're definitely not the suits and watch collector. No. <laughs> wow, fantastic. Uh, Julian, we could talk to you forever, but I'm mindful that I will only continue to try and probe and make you slightly more and more <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> so I ask your opinions yeah. about other things. Can I just ask you simply this, and, and we, we can stop after this. Who, in your opinion at the moment, which manufacturers are getting it right? Who is, who is smashing the design? Well, let me have a think about that. Um, well, it sounds a cliche to say it, but I think um, both Porsche and Ferrari are completely at the top of their game. Yeah, you know, and it's and it's not it's not easy to design a Ferrari or Porsche. I never believe it is. You know, uh, you know, people thought, well, they're sports cars are easy, you know, but they they are just so desirable. They're so consistent in design language. 
you know um i think ferrari does great things you know and it's and uh so i, I do love both of those brands and sort of more everyday brands you know it's 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 hyundai kia mm. you know they're just doing fabulous work all the time you know yeah interesting we um hro in ferrari bought a lovely collection of they did very nice ferraris to for us to enjoy and yeah. i must say in the photographs i was a fan already but in the real i never oh know what yeah. you say in the flesh They're or the metal so dramatic yeah. aren't they the, the roma the angles on mm. that thing are, it's a gorgeous it's a yeah. gorgeous thing you know it really is staggering have you seen one close up yeah yeah very very nice S mm. spectacular isn't it yeah, beautiful for a, what, what what are they calling it an entry level ferrari or something it is it's one the, of the baby more isn't it yeah still <laughs> no expense spared on that design no yeah, absolutely. absolutely lovely lovely thing yeah. um julian you've been amazing company Will you come back when you're allowed to tell us where you go next? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You may have to wait a while, but we'll see. <laughs> I bet we don't. I bet we don't. I imagine the phone has been going crazy, and I look forward to learning more. Uh, thank you so much for your company. It's been brilliant. It's yeah, thank really you good to see yeah, you. Really nice you. talking to you. Thank you so Fantastic. much. Thank you. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Oh, wow, you've made it to the end, the very end. And it's John Markar here again, reminding you that this podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now run its course and has come to an end. To find the new format, search the Driven podcast in your preferred podcast app or head on over to the website driven.site to find some quick and easy links through to the new episodes in the new formats on your preferred apps. Thanks. Bye.